doing a segment this week, Fox News hosts, several Fox News hosts, actually openly suggested that the United States should start bombing Mexico because according to them, you've got the cartels coming over here to the United States, not, not just pushing drugs, but no, 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 no. The cartels are committing the heinous act of shoplifting. And then they're selling their shoplifted goods online for a huge profit that is then somehow funneled to China. According to these hosts on Fox news, let's start with what host Jesse waters said on this episode of the five. While the liberal media gets a crash course on crime, we're learning that Mexican drug cartels are fueling America's shoplifting surge. They're selling the stolen stuff online and then laundering the profits through, guess where? Chinese brokers. So uh, CNN finally discovered crime is a crisis in San Francisco. And then Dana Perino responded, this is after they made fun of us for pointing it out last year. On this point, I, I think that finding out that there are Mexican cartels behind this makes me feel maybe there's hope that we can figure out a way to do something about it. So before I get in to the meat, let's, let's deal with the little side dishes here for a moment. We're learning now, Jesse Waters said, really? You're learning. Where's your, where's your evidence, right? I mean, you're learning. So obviously there has to be some kind of documentation to back up your claims here. But of course, Fox news, as per usual, didn't provide any of that. So automatically every claim that you're making about these shoplifting drug cartels is immediately suspect. Not to mention the fact, oh, we were talking about crime last year. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You talked about crime in a couple places that you don't like. You talked about crime in New York. You talked about crime in Chicago. You talked about it in San Francisco and Los Angeles. That's it. That's what you talked about. You didn't talk about the fact that down here in my home state of Florida run solidly by Republicans for 25 years. We actually have cities that have far worse crime rates than what you see in New York or what you see in San Francisco or what you see in Chicago. We have other red states all across the South, uh, South that have the highest crime rates in the country that blow those blue cities and blue states out of the water. So you didn't talk about crime. You talked about four different cities because you were trying to smear Democrats. Okay. So let's be crystal clear about that, Dana. But then Greg Gutfeld, the idiot of Fox news, this is what he said. There's another thing that we said a long time ago, and I bet we don't. Uh, remember, we said we were talking about bombing the cartels, and people were going, no, 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 that's an act of war, that's in another country. Yeah, but we do that to terrorists as well, and this is kind of a terrorist activity. And the thing is, now we see this, at least on the Republican side, a lot of candidates are talking about doing it, and I think it's a good idea. I think we need to elect a president who values a border. That's the important thing. Bomb these. And there's like one cartel we can cooperate with. Let them kill the rest. Encourage them to kill the rest. So that's the Fox News plan, right? We have a problem with some shoplifting, which is not a capital offense by any stretch of the imagination. So let's just kill them all. Like, let's just bomb them into oblivion, they no longer exist because they stole a couple of goods, you know, from CVS or wherever. I don't know where they're shoplifting from. Fox news didn't tell us that, but here's the thing. They're not talking and I'll get to the bombing in a minute because that obviously is the biggest part. 
but we're talking about shoplifting, right? That's the word they repeatedly use shoplifting. So you have individuals walking into a store, putting into their pockets, the things that they can, which are typically low dollar value items and walking out of the store. That's shoplifting. They're not talking about robbery where these people go under the cover of night, ski masks on their faces, bust out the windows, clear out a jewelry store. That's not what they're talking about. No. So we're talking about mostly at least low dollar items that these individuals are selling online, apparently for a huge profit, funneling the money through China. None of it even makes sense because what are you going to do? Like, Hey, I walked out with like eight candy bars. <laughs> well, let's go sell them on Amazon and then send the money to China. They could certainly use that 50 cents. I'm going to get off this, my mushy pocket candy bar. Th these people are so incredibly stupid but not as stupid as their audience is. Here's the thing about the bombing though. Mexico is a sovereign nation and we are talking about cartels and Marjorie Taylor Greene has suggested this. I think Donald Trump at one point in his administration, according to Maggie Haberman, he actually asked his defense secretary, Mark Esper about bombing Mexico. You know, he said they wouldn't even know where the missile came from. They wouldn't trace it back to us. Yeah, they would. Um, so this is actually an idea that's gaining traction on the right. Like, let's just go bomb our neighbor to the South because they're shoplifting. And I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds like a problem for the, for the companies that are having shoplifting problems. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe put some more cameras up, you know, may, maybe hire a security guard, maybe put those little things by the doors that'll beep, 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 beep. If you walk out with, I don't know, but bombing another country, starting a war because people shoplifted from somebody's independently owned store. That doesn't seem like a smart idea for me, but that's what Republicans do. They do dumb things because they're dumb people. They want to bomb another country. They want to potentially start another war because that's their answer to every question. No matter what the question is, just bomb it, kill it. We don't care. We don't want to actually have to deal with the root causes of problems. The Republicans tell us. So it's better to just kill them where they stand. That is the Republican plan. For this entire year, Republicans, especially those in the House of Representatives, they've made everything this year about one man, Hunter frickin' Biden. Hunter F. Biden is what we will now call him. And Republicans have made it their mission to basically keep Hunter Biden in the headlines ever since they retook the house in early January. And they've done a good job of it. You can't go every few days without seeing a new Hunter Biden story. And obviously we had a big one this week that had nothing to do with the Republicans, but here's the thing. Republicans were hoping and they're still hoping and they're still promising that they can somehow tie in president Biden to some kind of illicit activity by his son that Biden allegedly did while he was vice president. And then boom, we're going to take them all out. We're going to impeach them. Everything's going to be great. We're totally going to win. It's just going to be, it's the next witness that comes through. That's actually going to give us more than just them saying, Hey, I think this happened because so far that's all they got. They got some hearsay. They got some conjecture, which as we all know, does not hold up in court but they don't have any hard actual evidence. So that's all they can do. And I do have to reiterate the fact that it's always the next witness coming up, right? 
Like, oh, we got a witness in two days coming up. They're going to tell us everything. Then that witness comes out and they're like, yeah, but we got another one in like three days and they're going to tell us everything. You just wait, tune in next week. And I'm actually borrowing that phrase from a Republican strategist who described these idiotic Hunter Biden hearings as such. But the problem the Republicans have trying to paint Hunter Biden and president Biden as some kind of, you know, horrific cartel crime family has now backfired on them according to the most recent polls. And now you have Republican lawmakers, including some of those in the freedom caucus kind of freaking out because they've realized that they have now wasted seven full months only for the public to say, we don't care. Let me read you this poll. A poll from last month found half of Americans believe Hunter Biden did receive favorable treatment from federal prosecutors due to his father, but 60%, which includes 59% of independents believe the president is being a quote, good father for supporting his son through his legal problems. So rather than saying, oh my God, these are horrible people. What they've ended up doing is creating sympathy for Hunter Biden and president Biden, because now you have a huge majority of people in this country, including a majority of independents, the people who are going to, you know, decide the next election. They're out there saying, listen, All you've shown me is that president Biden's a good dad. Good job, bud. Way to go. That is, that is definitely not what the Republicans wanted. So here we go. Let me read you a couple quotes from this week from some Republicans who are not exactly thrilled with the way things are going. This is Republican representative Roger Williams from Texas, who said, quote, if anybody deserves to be impeached, I believe it's Biden for what he has done. He did not elaborate on what he has done, but then he continued at the same time, we've got to look to 2024. We've got to get this white house back and we've got to get the Senate back. If, if I was running for president, I would focus on what I can do for 2024 and get this economy going again. Okay. Well, we just got new economic numbers and they're actually pretty dang good. So, you know, the best thing Republicans can do is not touch the economy because you guys suck at it. Then you have David McIntosh who runs the conservative club for growth. Now they have come out against Donald Trump. They don't want him back. Uh, but they're basically saying, yeah, we're looking at the polls. It's not doing what Republicans think it's doing. So maybe we ought not be going down that path. Then you have Republican representative Richard, Richard Hudson of North Carolina, who says, I think when we get home, the focus is the economy, the border crime. These are the issues that matter. And these are the issues we're talking about. So he's even admitting like, look, when I go back to my district, nobody's coming up to me saying, Oh, Hunter Biden, that's not happening. They want to talk about the economy. They want to talk about the border. They want to talk about crime. And I guarantee you, they don't actually want to talk about those last two things. They want to talk about real issues and Republicans have done nothing this year to actually talk about real issues, except of course, for their plan to slash social security and Medicare, which also does not sit well with the American voters. But then you have non representatives, right? You've got the Republican strategists, and this is the one I kind of you know, quoted earlier. This is GOP strategist, Mark Madrid or Mike Madrid, excuse me, who says, quote, it just smells like Benghazi Republicans trying desperately to make a story. It's always, we've got a witness coming. We've got more coming. It's always next week. It's like a soap opera tune in next week. And he's right. He's hundred percent, right? That's, that's what these Republicans are doing. Like, Oh, you just use next week. We're totally going to reveal it. You know, we're leaving you on the cliffhanger now. 
but you tune in next week and we've got even more for you. And they've come up with nothing. You know, we see the headlines all over conservative media telling us like, oh my God, Biden took $3 million. You have no evidence to back it up. I'm not even trying to defend Joe or Hunter Biden on any of this. If they did crimes, let's figure it out. Let's hold them accountable. I got no problem with that. I won't lose any sleep, but y'all haven't come with anything. You just keep stringing people along and the voters are the ones getting annoyed with it. Kevin McCarthy at the beginning of last year, 2022, he had made it clear along with Mitch McConnell, by the way, that when Republicans take back the house, we're not going to waste our time in all these investigations. We're not going to go after impeachment. We're not going to do that stuff because if we do it, it's going to backfire. Voters are going to be mad at us. And then we're going to lose again in 2024. So we're not going to do that. Now McConnell kept his pledge in the Senate, but McCarthy, he came out this week and suggested, yeah, we may open an impeachment inquiry into Biden. Who knows? Cause he let the extremists take the wheel. And it's going to cost them all of this Hunter Biden nonsense. Even if they come up with something at this point, you've already created so much sympathy for him. Marjorie Taylor Greene last week showing his naked pictures in Congress did not help your case. It made people look at Hunter Biden almost as the victim at this point. And to a degree, he certainly is of their hatred. So you keep down this path that you swore you weren't going to go on. And it's going to cost you big in 2024, but they've already made it clear they're not changing course and they're going to pay for it in next year's elections. During an interview on the Midas Touch podcast this week, Miles Taylor, the former chief of staff to the Department of Homeland Security leader, Kirsten Nielsen, uh, who, by the way, does have a new book out, which is why he's doing the media circuit right now. But Taylor explained to Midas Touch that he and other officials would have to dumb down Donald Trump's daily intelligence briefings, one, so that he'd be able to pay attention to them, two, so that he'd be able to understand them. Because if they showed up with anything longer than a single page, Donald Trump's face goes blank. He doesn't want to hear it. He shoes you away. So Taylor explained to Ben Mysalis how they actually worked out getting Donald Trump to pay attention. Let me read this. This is from that podcast interview. This 50 page memo that we would normally give to any other president uh, about what his options are is something Trump literally can't read. The man doesn't read. We've got to boil this down into a one pager in his voice. And so I had to write this incandescently stupid memo called something like Afghanistan, how to put America first and win. And then bullet by bullet, I summed up this highly classified memo into Trump's sort of bombastic language because it was the only way he was going to understand. I mean, I literally said in there, quote, you know, if we leave Afghanistan too fast, the terrorists will call us losers. But if we want to be seen as winners, we need to make sure the Afghan forces have the strength to push back against these criminals. I mean, it was that dumb and that's how you had to talk to him. And I'm glad that Miles Taylor has come out and confirmed this because we had reports all throughout the Trump administration that this is what these officials would do. 
you know, they would boil everything down to one page. As Taylor said here, we take 50 pages, condense it into one so that this guy who can't read, he says, would actually be able to pay attention to it. In addition, we also had reports during the Trump administration saying that they had to put lots of colors in there. We had to have lots of graphics, lots of charts and graphs because he likes the pretty colors in it. Ooh, look at this picture. That's kind of fun. Basically like you're dealing with a six-year-old, you know, a, a five or six-year-old in kindergarten, their homework has lots of pictures, lots of coloring, you know, lots of things like that. And that is essentially what they had to do for this man who was in his seventies. This man who lacked the cognitive ability to process this level of information. And therein lies the inherent danger, folks. It's not just, ha ha ha, Trump's stupid. You can laugh at that though, that is kind of funny. But it's the fact that this man had the nuclear codes. This man was making decisions. In some instances, he was making unilateral decisions that others could not change even if they tried. He was the commander in chief of the armed forces. So when we're dealing with a department like the department of Homeland security, they had to do everything they could so that this man didn't make any rash decisions because there was no check on him. You know, in other instances, sure, there's checks on what the president can do, but thanks to a lot of the legislation passed, uh, after nine 11, the president was given a hell of a lot of authority to, to launch attacks without congressional approval. So, you know, and, and the whole spying thing and all of that. So he could have done any of this on his own and nobody would have been able to stop him. I mean, technically that man who couldn't understand intelligence briefings could have ordered a nuclear strike and nobody could have stopped him. We have no checks on that. And that's the danger of Donald Trump. That's the danger of putting someone into this position as the most powerful person on the planet who doesn't understand a damn thing they're dealing with. We just went through four years of that. This country can't afford to go through four more because you won't have people like Miles Taylor in there anymore. You won't have people like General Kelly. You will have nothing but a bunch of spineless yes men and yes women who will do whatever Trump tells them to. There will be no pushback. There will be no leaks. And the world is going to be in significant danger if that ever happens.